This podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Enter hitched749, all one word, to get your .com domain at $7.49. Again, hitched749 to get your next .com domain for $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well... It's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am with world traveler, uh, podcast rock star, <laughs> uh, fan favorite, Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, for those who are first-time listeners, uh, this is, geez, episode 190. Uh, Noelle is a relationship expert, uh, popular speaker uh, in the U.S. and abroad, and is also the author of nine best-selling books. Um, this week, Noelle and I are going to discuss constructive criticism an oxymoron. <laughs> uh, there, you know, there are times when your husband or wife is doing something or saying something in a way that you think is inappropriate or ineffective, uh, whatever. And so you tell him, but it seems a lot of the time what you get in response is an eye roll or a, yeah, whatever, or maybe even an argument where you weren't looking for one. Yeah, and, you know, to, to, to give sort of an example of what we're talking about here, it's situations where you might say to yourself, um, you know, you really shouldn't talk to your sister like that. It's not nice. And he'll go, hey, she's my sister, and then, you know, <laughs> finds her own. Or, or you'll, you'll notice something that's going on with him at work, and you'll say something like, well, why did you go over your boss's head like that? He's going to get mad when he finds out. And what you get back is something like, again, mind your own business. When really all you were trying to do was be helpful. Yeah, ex- exactly. S- situations where you're trying to offer constructive criticism. Uh, is, there, is there a way to do that without offering your mate advice or getting into an argument when you're trying to do that? Well, basically what we're talking about is offending your mate. I'm sorry, yeah, offending your mate. <laughs> which, which is what happens a lot. But before we get into that, you know, it, it seems to me that constructive criticism is literally an oxymoron. I mean, how can <laughs> criticism, which is basically tearing down something or someone, constructive? Because constructive means building up. Uh-huh. And so I think that's really where we start. In other words, what's your motive? You know, when, when you say uh, you shouldn't talk to your sister like that or don't go over your boss's head, whatever, it's... Are you are you attempting to tear your mate down in some way, or do you genuinely want to be helpful? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so what you're saying is you can't do both at the same time. Either you're being critical, tearing them down, or you're being constructive, building them up. You you have to choose. You can't you can't do both at the same time. You're exactly spot on, Steve. You can't. And the problem that couples run into is that's exactly what we try to do. We try to do both. So. My suggestion is mix the criticism and go directly for the constructive aspect. I mean, criticism, it never feels good to anybody. I don't care who you are. When someone says to you, you shouldn't talk to your sister like that, what do you hear? 
you hear that something about the way you're talking to your sister is wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, and it's the same thing with the other example of, of, you know, why did you go over your boss's head like that? Well, what do you hear? Yeah. You hear that going over my boss's head was wrong. And to top it off, Steve, since it's wrong in the eyes of someone that you want to be loved by, it's not just someone, it's the someone yeah. you want to be loved by. Yeah, it, It's doubly hurtful. No one likes to be wrong, and no one likes to be wrong in the eyes of their beloved. So we're talking, you know, double yuck. Yeah. And that's where I start. I mean, I start with dump the need to be critical and go straight for your helpful suggestion. Okay, so when my wife makes a suggestion and she says it's just constructive criticism, I'll say, uh, no, 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 that is an oxymoron, and that is not the proper way to do it. <laughs> what you should really do is leave out the criticism and instead just get to the construction part, please. Now, I might suggest, however, that you frame it just a little bit. Just, just tweak, tweak it just a little bit. Okay, yeah, I got a you. Bit. <laughs> and the main tweak is, and this has to be one of my all-time favorites, is take the word should out of your vocabulary when you're talking to your mate. Okay. Because there is literally nothing your mate should or should not do. Yeah. There's ways they prefer to do things and ways you prefer things done. That's all. It's a choice, you know? I mean, your mate isn't a five-year-old who's still trying to figure out which shoe goes on which foot. Your mate is a grown person, we hope, <laughs> who's, who's come to how they do things by virtue of their experience of the world. So, you know, step one, respect that. Don't treat them like a five-year-old. Mm -hmm. And then comes my all-time favorite word, so should is the one that I really would like to picking a box Ban. and bury somewhere. <laughs> My favorite word is the word would. Okay. Would is a great word. It speaks to willingness, whereas the word should speaks to obligation and judgment. So, for example, okay. you could state your preference as in, I would prefer if you spoke differently to your sister. Mm -hmm. Okay? Feels really different. Yeah. Then you should speak differently to your sister. Yeah, it's, or, it's, very, it's very, like, pushy, that should. Isn't it just? Yeah. Isn't it just? And the word would, I just love the word would. Uh, another way of saying the same thing would be something like, would you consider speaking differently to your sister? Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got no criticism here implied in your statement. And you do something that's so important between couples, God, Steve, we must say this every single podcast, you open the door <laughs> to a conversation. Yes. To a communication. So... You know, from there, maybe your mate will say something like, well, differently how? What do you mean? Yeah. And then you get to come back with, well, you know, I've noticed your sister looks uh, kind of down when you say things like, well, whatever, whatever. I wonder if that might hurt her feelings. Now, you haven't made your mate wrong. You haven't told him or her what to do. You're stating an observation, and they can frankly take it or leave it mm -hmm. without feeling that their choice of how they be and do in the world is wrong. Mm -hmm. That feels just, just awful. Yeah. So when, whenever you can, and, and I, try, I try really hard to do this, not just with my boyfriend, but with everybody, is the word should, unless I'm talking to a three-year-old, <laughs> the word should, like you say, it's pushy. Yeah. And it, it, instead of opening a conversation, furthering communication, it 
pushes it away. And I think, too, when, when we're particularly now, you know, talking a little bit about the marriage demographics and how things have shifted over the last couple of decades, people are getting married later in life, which yeah. means they ha- have more life experience, which means they have more um, background experience uh, to say that they, they have done things a long time before they got married and they have right. their ways of doing things, which doesn't make them wrong. It just makes them different. And I exactly. feel a lot of times people will see something and think of it as wrong because they've never been exposed to that method before. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I just know a lot of times when you're offering something like this, there's right and wrong, there's different. And then there's also like efficiencies. And I feel like this is one of those uh, scenarios where I can see myself at least seeing my wife doing something where it's not a wrong way to do it. It is totally perfectly fine how she's doing it, but I might know or recognize a more efficient way to do it right. um, based on my past experience. And so a lot of times, rather than saying you're doing it wrong, do it this way, which mm-hmm. is very pushy and, you know, it's breaking things down before raising it up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll instead just say something like, oh, I, you know, I've, I've done it this way and it's, and it's worked really well for me. Right. So that, what you do, do there, Steve, is you're putting in your, in, in your ballpark, simply say, sharing, this is my, my experience of doing this, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's, and leave it alone. Yeah. I put it, I put, then, yeah, I put it on me yeah, rather exactly. than putting it on her. So she doesn't feel offended or no. pu- pushed in a corner by anything that I'm saying. Absolutely. And that is, frankly, one of the principal parts of good active listening. I try. I, I try. <laughs> it, really, it really does work. And, you know, the, the reason I like the word wood so much is that wood fits right in with what you're saying. Yeah. It, you know, would you, would, you, would you think about this or would you like to take a look at that? Or It's so open and so loose that the other person doesn't feel in any way disrespected or maligned. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, like that. so let, let's go one last scenario here. You brought this up. The you mentioned the what about the why did you go over your boss's head like that? There's there's oh, no yeah. should in there. Uh, what what would you do with that one? How would you rephrase that? I would pay attention to how the word why pushes people's buttons. Okay, it puts people on the spot, and your mate is people too. So, <laughs> <laughs> what what happens is people hear that as an attack. Why did you go over your boss's head sounds like, even if you say, why did you go over your boss? It just sounds like an attack instead of coming from a simple place of curiosity. Now, the, the way to do that is to use a word more like, what about? So what was it that, you know, inspired or motivated you to go over your boss's head? Uh-huh. That's, again, very loose, very yeah. open. It's not saying you did it wrong. It's not saying you're wrong. It's not saying I'm right. It's it's, n- it's non-judgmental. Exactly. And I have found I can't tell you how many ways to to avoid the word why. You know. Well, what about that thing bothers you? <laughs> you know, it, it's terrible grammar. You, you add ten words to your sentence to <laughs> not. There offend. you go, just to get around the word why. Yeah. Because I recognize that I don't like it when someone says, "Why'd you do that, Noel?" Mm-hmm. I feel like saying, mind your own beeswax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get off my face. Yeah. But if they said, well, what, what was it about that situation that got you to react that way? 
I think they're genuinely interested. I'll actually say something sensible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's all about that. You want to come from a place of assuming that your mate knows what they are doing, whether you agree with it or not. Kind of like what you were pointing out with Jessica, your wife, which is, you know, you may think that your way is more efficient, but you're going to assume that she knows what she's doing. Yeah. Right? And you're just going to, you know, express, well, this is a different approach, and, you know, it's my way, and that's that. I threw that so, scenario out there, but it's usually her teaching me things, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll leave your mail go alone for today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, even if it's something that you really don't agree with, like, let's say, your guy gets into a fist fight with the neighbor, okay? Let's take it all the way out there. All the way to or, the extreme. Or your, your, your wife gets into a cat fight with her dad, with a friend. Okay. Well, you're still going to get a lot farther with them if you start with, well, what was it that got you going so strong with so-and-so? You know, that's a, perfect, that's a perfect example, too, because usually yeah. in a situation like that, emotions are bubbling over. So for them yeah. to hear anything without feeling attacked would take some very crafted language. Right. So I find that the more you can stick the word what in there, find a word, way to say, well, what about? And rather than, you know, why'd you beat up on your neighbor? <laughs> Which is all about judgment. And it's not going to help you or your spouse sort out what happened or why. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, those words, what and what. Okay. I, I wanted to add before we wrap this up <clears throat> that this not only applies to when you're speaking with people, but also through um, electronic communication, text messages, ah. uh, email. And I have a funny little story. I, so a lot of the contributors um, to Hitched have like people. Um, and so we contact their, their people will contact our people and that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, somebody had hired a new assistant and the new assistant um, sent an email and said, you need to change this and, uh, CC'd the, the expert on the email as well. Mm-hmm. And within 20 minutes, the expert replies and says, I am so sorry. You don't need to do anything. Uh, what we would like is if you could make this change in your, you know, that sort of thing. And so it was, it was just Funny how that still comes through in an email. Heck yeah. And, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. And we've talked about uh, email etiquette and those sorts mm-hmm. of things in the past. But, I, you know, language is universal no matter how it's being communicated. So Absolutely. Um, I just wanted to toss that one out there. No, I think that's excellent because we don't always recognize that written language has the same impact or more. Yeah. Spoken language. Yeah, because you also you don't know when they're opening that email, when they're reading it, what their frame of mind is. If they just got yelled at by their boss, if they are in a great mood and they're like, ah, you know, I know they didn't mean anything harmful by that, or they're they've had the worst day ever and they read that and then, you know, that might just send them over the edge. You you don't have that kind of read when it's a a a time delayed conversation like that. Right, right. You're not face to face. So. Anyway, so that's a a little something to keep in mind, Um, and that will do it for this week's episode. Uh, So thank you so much for your time, Noelle. Thank you. It's always a pleasure, Steve. I always have a great time with you. Um, 
Before we go, I have uh, some exciting news. Uh, We are now a part of the Stitcher Radio Network. Um, Yeah. And so if you're unfamiliar with Stitcher Radio, it is an app that you can download to basically every smartphone out there. Androids, iPhones, Blackberries, Palms. I don't know anybody who has a Palm anymore, but there's an app for it. Um, You can also get it on your desktop. So basically think of it as like Pandora for podcasting. Um, you can create your own radio stations based on what you listen to and what you like and dislike. It will recommend shows for you. Um, you can just type in hitched and you will find, uh, you'll, you'll find the, the hitched podcast. Uh, I think we're also in the family, um, relationship section so you can sort through us there. Uh, but the cool thing is you can take all your favorite relationship advice, podcasts or radio shows it's it's got npr and cnn and msnbc and the wall street journal and all sorts of really great stuff um and you can create your own radio station of just relationship information or you know you you mix in you know your your comedy shows with your serious shows whatever the case may be but anyways it's really cool it's free i don't know if i've mentioned that it's totally free and it will automatically update the podcasts when we load a new hitched podcast and it will have a little indicator on the uh, app logo to letting you know there's something new to listen to. So that's kind of a neat little feature that it has as well. So check it out. If you don't, you know, check it out. It's free. Um, I, I haven't put the link up cause this just happened. I haven't put the link up on hitch, but it'll hopefully be there before the end of this week. So check it out. And uh, before we go, I want to re-emphasize how fantastic Noelle is. Um, Noelle is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is also the author of nine best-selling books. Uh, Her two most recent are Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. Uh, You can get more at her website, drnoellenelson.com and yourmaniswonderful.com. Uh, Noelle is on Twitter at Dr. Noelle Nelson. Uh, I am on Twitter at Hitched Media. And um, I think that's about it for this week. Um, oh, actually, one more thing. Uh, we also have a Thanksgiving guide uh, that is on our homepage. So, you know, a couple weeks out, but never too, too early to start preparing. So check that out as well. Okay, that's going to do it this week. Thank you so much once again, Noelle. And I can't wait to do this again soon. Thank you, Steve. Okay, take care, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian! I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.